You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. Today's scripture is about Deborah and is found in the book of Judges, chapter 4. At that time, Deborah, a prophetess, wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel. She used to sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites came up to her for judgment. She sent and summoned Barak, son of Abinoam, from Kadesh and Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, Go, take position at Mount Tabor, bringing 10,000 from the tribe of Naphtali and the tribe of Zebulun. I will draw out Sisera, the general of Jabin's army, to meet you by the Wadi Kishon with his chariots and his troops, and I will give him into your hand. Barak said to her, if you will go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. And she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, the road on which you are going will not lead to your glory, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Then Deborah got up and went with Barak to Kadesh. Barak summoned Zebulun and Neptali to Kadesh, and 10,000 warriors went, went up behind him, and Deborah went up with him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Before I start, I feel like we should give George a round of applause for all of those words. I think when you choose a scripture, you don't always think about what the liturgist has to say, and uh, my apologies, but wow, what a good job. <laughs> Let's pray. Holy and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts 
be acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, before we talk too much about Deborah, I think it's important to have some background to this story. So we know, of course, that um, Moses delivered the Israelites out of Egypt and wandered in the wilderness for them for 40 years. And then he died before he was able to bring them to the Promised Land. And so Joshua took over for him, and he brought them into the Promised Land. Joshua was a strong military leader, and he fought the Battle of Jericho and and others, and... um, brought them into the promised land. Now, both Moses and Joshua uh, had another job, basically, a title which was judge. They were the political leaders of their community as well as um, the, the, the leaders who would sit and talk with people and help them to decipher what was best in a dispute. He would help them to settle tribal, they would help them to settle tribal disputes. They would um, work with them. And so they had judicial responsibilities as well. Well, uh, Joshua was 110 years old when he died. And um, it was a next by, as, and with him, the generation that passed on came a new generation. This generation didn't know Joshua. They didn't know God. And so they kind of went their own way. Uh, they went and worshipped Baal and other gods from other area civilizations. And uh, that made God angry. And so God... Uh, delivered them into hands of people that um, treated them cruelly, and then they cried out to God for help. And God came back, taking pity upon them, and uh, gave them a new judge. And that judge then would bring peace and prosperity, and they would worship God. And then that judge would pass away, and the whole thing would happen over and over again. Where we are in today's story is about a hundred years after Joshua has passed away, and the people have been in Hazor of Canaan under King Jabin for, uh, they've been uh, treated cruelly by them for 20 years. And so this is important because Hazor is the land in which Joshua had conquered to bring them into the land of Canaan. And now, here, they are being um, persecuted by the people of Canaan. So they cry out, and God raises up Deborah. Deborah is uh, a prophet, so she is one who speaks for God. She listens to God and has this strong faith, and God raises her up as a judge over the people. She sits under the palm of Deborah, and they come, and she um, talks with them and helps them to settle their tribal disputes. And, um, and then God speaks to her and says, gives her a word of what they need to do next, how they are going to get out of this, because he's heard the cry of his people and taken pity on them and wants them to, to move forward. And so Deborah, this judge, is different in a few ways from the other judges. First of all, she's not a military leader. Most of the judges at the time were military leaders, and they... Um, had proven themselves in that way and, and earned this respect. Deborah's a prophet, and so she is raised um, into power through that relationship that she has with God. The other thing that's interesting about Deborah is only once 
in the introduction does it refer to her husband, Lapidoth. Lapidoth, uh, it says, um, Deborah, the wife of Lapidoth. And that's the only time that we hear that in, in the scripture and in the story of Deborah, which is different, which is unique, because at that time, women were defined by um, the, the man in their life. So it could have been their father or their husband, but it was always in relation to a man. The man was um, over the family and over the household, and so that was um, how they were designated. So for Deborah, then, to only be referred to as Lapidoth's wife once is unique, because as she goes throughout the story and all that happens, never once again is her husband's uh, name brought in. So that's a different thing about Deborah as well. Well, so Deborah uh, calls on Barak, who is the military leader in their, in, of Israel. Um, he is of the Neptali tribe, and you'll remember, so the tribes of Israel, when we talked about Jacob a couple weeks ago, Jacob had 12 sons, and um, Neptali was the son of Moses and Bilah. Bilah was the maid of Rachel, and so that's the tribe from which um, Barak comes from. And so Deborah says to Barak, I want you to gather 10,000 men from the tribes, from your tribe and, and um, the Zeptalon tribe, and I want you to bring them together and you're going to go up against Cicero, who was the head of the Hazar uh, army. And Barak says... Well, okay, I'll do that, but only if you go with me. And at this point, then Deborah says, well, I'll go with you, but do you realize that um, I'm going to get the credit for this and not you? And they go forward anyway. So Sisera gets word that they are coming to fight, and he gets all of his uh, troops and his chariots together, and they have way more than the tribes of Israel. They have way more people, and they also have, they're further along in um, in the ways of iron making, so they have these chariots, and Israel has nothing like that. And they go out, and they're going to meet, and Barak is given a word from Deborah that says, go with confidence, God is with you. And they go, and they trust Deborah, they trust God, and they go. And as Cicero's army comes forward in the, the chariots, it's raining, and it's muddy, and um, they can't get to the flat lands where this battle is going to occur unless they take things apart on the chariots. So they have to take them apart, move them, and put them back together. And what happens then, of course, is the 10,000 troops of uh, the, the tribes go and they take over and they, um, they wipe out the chariots and all of the troops. And Cicero, um, a little while later, is killed and Israel is um, prosperous. They go on to have 40 years of peace. They go on to have this relationship with God um, that is, is rooted in a trust of God that they had forgotten. They had forgotten the God who had delivered them. They had forgotten the God who delivered them over and over again. And now they remembered and what's powerful, I think, about this is Deborah and her confidence. Because really, a person 
a woman at that time shouldn't really have had the kind of confidence to call the military leader and to say, this is what you need to do and to lead the people in such a way. But she has this confidence that can only come from God, from a need that God has for her to fulfill, from um, the courage that God gives her as she answers God's call on her life. And so I think it's kind of a pretty powerful story that tells us a lot about what we can do when we believe and when we trust in God and that God will equip us and that God um, will give us the courage and confidence that we need. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.